There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. Everybody's here, including... The talented but fragile Todd Fritz. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Operator Tyler standing by, actually sitting by, taking your phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. Lewis Riddick from the Mothership will stop by, as will the uh, former Giants All-Pro defensive end, now financial. Uh, How would you describe he's a financial advisor, Todd? Justin Tuck? Yeah, financial advisor. He's uh, he was a vice president at one point. Uh, Not of the United States. Not of the United States. Okay. Uh, Goldman Sachs managing director in private wealth wow. management. Okay. Managing right. director. Yeah. Maybe he could uh, help us out. Whenever we have rich people on, like Warren Buffett, they never have any advice for us because we always say, you know, what would be uh, your advice on how to accumulate wealth? Well, you just, you just cut back on ice cream. That's what you do. They don't want to give away their secrets, and they get paid good money to uh, He's a billionaire things. many, 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 many times over. You never have enough money. Yeah. He did that by uh, not buying lattes at Starbucks. I'm, I'm, it must be. He saved his way into uh, yeah. that yeah. fortune. Yeah, Paulie. Justin Tuck made a truckload of money in his career. I mean, he was two-time pro, all-pro. Mm-hmm. I wonder why he would... You know, I wonder if that was his first dream to be a business guy. And football kind of just happened. I don't know. He went to Notre Dame, went to business school, went to Wharton Business School. Dang. So he did uh, He did the deal. Show off. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on. Astros at the Rangers. That's game three. Phillies roll the Diamondbacks 10-0. One of the more overrated things that happen in sports, certainly in baseball, is the points or runs don't carry over. When you have a blowout, when you win 10 to nothing, just like the Phillies did, and you're like, man, they can't be stopped. And then the next game, they're going to score two runs. 
you know, it'll be seven to two Arizona. It doesn't carry over. It's not aggregate where you go, hey, we got all of these runs, so we're going to win. All you have to do is go back to the 1960 World Series, the Pirates against the Yankees. When the Yankees won their three games, they dominated. When the Pirates won their four games, they barely squeaked by, including the home run by Bill Mazeroski to win the World Series in Game 7, which I think the final might have been one nothing. Yeah, Paulie. Well, in the 2004 ALCS, Game 3, when the Yankees were rolling the Red Sox, yeah. they scored 19 runs, and they didn't win another game. Yeah. That's wild. That's a fun scene last night. And I remember there was a Celtic game against the Sixers. This is when... Andrew Tony was playing for the Sixers. Was that the uh, Valentine's Day massacre? Something that um, they played in Boston, and I think Boston got beat by forty, something like that, like one forty-four to one hundred four for some reason. But I, I just remember you're thinking, "Oh my God, you know they're going to blow them out." When the uh, Sixers played the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA Finals, and the Sixers were blowing out the Blazers, and then all of a sudden the Blazers came back and won the title. We get caught up in what is momentum. We scored all these runs. Momentum, as you know, time has proven, is the next day starter. Because you can have a great starter, and whatever you did in the previous game can be washed away. And I'm not poo-pooing this. You're brake pumping. I, a little bit. You know, I, the, the Diamondbacks are scrappy. They're gritty. They're gutty. Although that atmosphere in Philadelphia, that is fun. That is wild. It's like an SEC game. It is. It is. I'm SEC football. It is fun. And, uh, and, and Kyle Schwarber, the, the oddity that is Kyle Schwarber, he doesn't look like a baseball player. He probably doesn't always play like a baseball player. He looks like a guy who would be in a beer league on Thursday night. You go, hey, keep the ball away from Schwarber. He can take you deep. And uh, after the game, he's the guy who's you know, pounding beers. But he hit under 200, 197. He had 47 home runs. Nobody struck out more than Kyle Schwarber. Only one other person had more walks than he did. This is modern-day analytical baseball. Like, God, you got to have a Kyle Schwarber. Okay. I don't even know if he's good enough to play in the field. But he's dangerous when he comes to the plate. He's dangerous because he's just sitting. He's just waiting. Yeah, Paulie. One of three things is going to happen. He's walking to first, he's running around the bases, or he's going to sit in the dugout. Those are the three things that happen when he's. It's not like he's trying to get a base knock. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Nobody says that when Kyle Schwarber goes to the plate. Come on now, now, a little base knock. He'd be looking at you going, shut up. Could a guy like him have existed 30 years ago in baseball, hitting 200 barely? You know, yes. Yeah, with that much power? Yes. Um, we've had players like that. Frank Howard was like that. Dave Kingman was like that. Uh, Adam Dunn was like that. But you have to be really good at something. He does get on base with the walks, and but he's a leadoff guy. <laughs> but, man, he'll sit dead red. He'll wait. He's going to wait for a pitch and don't make a mistake. Yes, Marvin? Damn, leadoff hitter. Yeah. I guess he's not Kenny Lofton. No, he's not. Oh, okay. Those days are long gone. <laughs> the Phillies have hit at least three home, uh, home runs in four straight postseason games. So that ties for the longest such streak in playoff history. Also, they have uh, their last 13 home runs have all been solo shots. <laughs> That's hard to do. But nobody gets on base anymore. You know, they, they don't. And that's why you have all these solo home runs. 
Yes, Paulie. This has to be a baseball record. Kyle Schwarber this year was a leadoff hitter the entire season, right? I think so. I think so. Let's say he had 720 plate appearances at the leadoff. He had zero stolen bases. I wonder if a leadoff hitter ever went <laughs> played the entire season without stealing a base. <laughs> Woo! Schwarber. Stat of the day. Brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. And uh, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, the official trading cards of this program. Start or continue your collection at PaniniAmerica.net. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Next week, we'll uh, tell you when we're going to drop the latest tailgate moonshine, pumpkin spiced maple. That's what I call my wife. Hi, pumpkin spice maple. Yeah. No, I don't. The Dan Patrick Show newsletter available daily at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Poll question today, Seton O'Connor, what are we going to start with? Well, we could go with the Kyle Schwarber poll question from Paulie here. Uh, would you rather hit 250 home runs or hit 350 with five home runs? I would rather hit 200 with 50 <laughs> home runs. Yeah. I'd take 350 all day. Yeah, but I'm going to make a, a whole lot more money than you are in today's game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really valuable. It's probably less like there's probably been less people in history that have hit 350 than have hit 50 home runs. Well, ask our uh, our stat guy, John Tuvey. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty rare to finish the season hitting 350. I don't, yeah, I don't know that that happens. In the last 30 years, yes, but before that, you had guys who were you know, there guys one or two guys did. over 350. One or two guys. Yeah. Not a, not a year. Yeah, they were back in the Ty Cobb days, Lou Gehrig days. Those, those guys hit close to 350. Yeah, that's going back quite a while. Yeah, but I'm saying modern baseball, no, doesn't happen. But it's not important. I've been told by the analytics. 350, though, is pretty extreme. Yeah, but I've been told that doesn't matter. Okay, let's guess. Okay. How many guys hit 50 home runs in Major League Baseball this year, both leagues? One, one. Matt Olson, your boy with Atlanta. Yeah, even, yeah. Even Pete Alonso didn't get fifty. How many guys this year hit three fifty or above? Zero. One. Was uh, that the Marlins? Yeah, Raz. Oh, he did. Arise. Arise. Yeah. Yes. Luis okay. Arise. Uh, he was three fifty four. Acuna Junior. hit three thirty seven and power. That's pretty good. Yeah, but nobody cares about batting average anymore. It's can you get on base? I don't know why getting on base is big unless you're, hey, you're going to work the count. You know, you're going to run up the pitch count on a pitcher. But if it doesn't matter of getting on first, you know, like we love a walk. Why don't we love a base hit? <laughs> it's like, don't go for a base hit, either a walk or a home run. Yes, Mark. Yeah, when I was a kid, the batting title was a thing. You know, Tony Gwynn, oh, Wade sure. Boggs, and all those guys. Like, even Barry Bonds won a batting title. Now, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even have an idea who won the batting title in the past five years. It doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter. Yes, yes, Tony. It's the whole chicks dig the long ball. I heard about your on-base percentage. You want to get together <laughs> later? It's not going to get that. This How's your war? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, look at his war. I mean, come on. If Schwarber goes to the bar... And then they're like, man, you get on base. Yes, I do. Yes. yes, I do. Yeah, but you strike out a lot. Yeah, but I homer too, babe. I yeah. strike out tonight. Yeah. You say to the girls, I move runners along. No, that's not doing it. 
Hey, I've been known to hit and run. <laughs> I got eight stolen bases. Hey, in I'll March. take an extra base on you. <laughs> All of the things that used to matter, they don't matter. But then I'm wondering, in 10 years from now, will we then go, what were we thinking with analytics? Why don't we go back to what the previous generation was? I think we're going to have more analytics, not less. All righty. Uh, what other poll questions do we have? Lewis Riddick from the Mothership will join us uh, coming up here in a little bit. I saw where Julio Jones got picked up by the Eagles. What a strange career. What a strange career. Bad coaching away from winning uh, a Super Bowl and one of the forgotten catches, great catches in football history. That catch he made that put the Falcons in position to ice the game, run the clock out, kick a field goal. Man. And then you had Javon Curse, who had a similar unbelievable catch, or Jermaine Curse, who had the unbelievable catch, and then that would have led to Seattle winning in the second Super Bowl. That was the play before the play. Yeah, Paul. Julio Jones felt like a guy who was heading to the Hall of Fame at one point. He had three, two straight All-Pros, uh, four second-team All-Pros. He had, a, he had like four seasons. He had a five-year run where he averaged... 1,500 yards receiving a game, a, a year. Okay, is wow. his career better than Megatron's? You know what? It's more consistent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering about that. that. Megatron was a thing. You know, great nickname. Julio Jones was just a, oh, man, he had another catch. Julio Jones, his first three years, remember, he was a little banged up coming out of Alabama, and he didn't really hit it. In his third year, fourth year in the league, 104 catches, 1,600 yards. 136 catches, 1,900 yards. Yeah, well. And then 1,400 yards, 1,400 yards, 1,700 yards, 1,400 yards. He might more be more of a sure thing than Calvin Johnson. He, but he limped to the finish a little bit. Yeah, Calvin just bailed. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't Calvin play. goes, I'm out. He's like Barry Sanders. I don't want to play for Detroit. I'm not going to play football anymore. Yes, uh, Seaton. Julio Jones and Antonio Brown had probably the best simultaneous runs of just about any two wide receivers. Yeah. Because yeah. there was a real debate on which one was the better wide receiver, and you really couldn't point to one. They're different, but it's weird. I don't want the person, but I do want the player in Antonio Brown. Phenomenal. That guy got open. Yeah. I, I didn't think that he was coverable. Um, and I still go back to that Vontez perfect uh, hit. Mm. I, I think it changed Antonio Brown's life when he got concussed. I really do. Uh, yeah, Paulie. Julio Jones, five times all pro. Uh, Calvin Johnson, four. Yeah. That's a tell. Yeah. I don't know what he has left, but uh, he's going to join Philadelphia where he can be a you know third or fourth option there. Um, Christian McCaffrey, the injury is not serious. Looks like he'll be able to play on Monday night. And Trevor Lawrence looks good to go tomorrow night, Thursday night football. So it's the Jags against the, the, at the Saints. Saints. At the Saints. At the Saints. Any other poll questions, suggestion? That's kind of a nice Thursday night game, though. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. Jags, Saints. You got another one, Seton, uh, poll question-wise? Yeah, man, we got a bunch. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, that would be my cue to say we'll save it until after the break. Is that what we're going to do? After the uh, break. After the break. All right, just getting started. We'll talk some football. You know, I'll start with that with uh, Lewis Riddick. Julio Jones, is he a Hall of Famer? I'm going to say yes. Maybe I'll ask him about, you know, baseball players hitting 350. <laughs> I mean, might as well. You know, would you rather be Kyle Schwarber or uh, the kid for the Mar Louis Arise? I want to be Schwarber. 
Like Schwarber never got to buy a beer again in Chicago oh, God, and, no. and in Philadelphia. Yes, Mark. Lewis Riddick played in Atlanta. Can I can we ask him who was the biggest star in Atlanta when he played? Because he was there when the Braves were like really hitting their stride. Okay. Was the baseball team the most popular team in Atlanta at that point? But was Dion there? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, Dion was the big deal. Outside of Dion, sorry. Yeah. You mean you're saying Dion had more electricity than Greg Maddox? Are you saying yes, that I, right now? Yes, I did. I take her. Better interview, Greg Maddox or Dion? <laughs> Better dancer. Yeah. Better stories, not on camera, Greg Maddox. That's for another day. Let's take a break. Just getting started on the program. Dan and the Danettes and the talented but fragile Fritzy. We're back after this. Did you know that being the victim of identity theft can create lasting negative effects? The damage it does to your credit rating, employment background checks, uh, jeopardizing your ability to pay bills on time. You have to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives every single day because we put so much personal information and it's out there. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. LifeLock will detect and alert you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. And it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Make sure you join now. You can save up to 25% off your first year. Use the promo code PATRICK. That way they know that you're listening to this show. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. That will get you 25% off. LifeLock will detect you and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Micah Parsons, Cowboys linebacker, has a lot to say on his The Edge podcast and had this to say where he's bashing the media of how they treat Dak Prescott. I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today. A lot of people said the Browns defense was overhyped. I said the Browns are the real deal. Acho said this, which pissed me off. I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk? But there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams. If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. You want to hear me talk? Come to hear me talk on The Edge Monday night. And that's point blank period. Well, you did have something to say after you got roughed up by the Niners. You were uh, bothered by George Kittle's T-shirt. You didn't do anything against the Niners. And is, is Micah Parsons new to this process that the Cowboys get a lot of attention? That's why you're so famous, Micah. That's why you're the Defensive Player of the Year leading candidate this year. You play for the Cowboys. And yes, the Cowboys quarterback gets a lot of criticism. Why don't you talk to Tony Romo for a little while? Or even Troy Aikman for a little while. If you win, you get a lot of great attention. When you lose, you get a lot of blame. Let's bring in Lewis Riddick. You can't blame him for anything other than being great. ESPN <laughs> NFL and college football analyst. What's Micah Parsons doing here? Yeah, you know, Dan, there, there's been a little bit of a movement amongst today's players to kind of clap back at the media especially when the, you know, when the coverage turns a little bit negative or critical. And look, as a former player, I sometimes understand what they're saying when they feel as though, you know, the criticism crosses a line to where it becomes personal and becomes a little bit over the top. It becomes a little bit more dramatic and not really objective. And I get that because sometimes it does get that way. Uh, when it comes to Dallas, of course, you're, you're exactly right. We all talk about Dallas too much because everyone likes to hear about Dallas. And Micah knows on the plus side, he's got people from around the globe talking about him as the next Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> if he was playing for Jacksonville, would they be talking about him the same way as they're talking about him now? And that's not any slight against Jacksonville. No. Um, and when things don't go great for him and his quarterback, of course they get a lot of attention. But you know what? I do, Dan, I will say, I do get a little bit, though, about how we have to be careful to not swing from one week to the next going, this guy absolutely stinks, didn't put in any work, and didn't, you know, is, is a guy who's letting his team down to the next week going, this guy is transcendent. 
We've never seen anything like it. We we got to stop doing that because we know better, meaning we, meaning all of us as analysts, and that we all know that the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle and that there's always reasons for swings, right, in terms of player performance. And usually that's that, that reason is, here, I'm going to really break something, you know, that nobody's ever heard before on, on your show. Yeah, but everybody has hot We're takes, human. though, Lewis. That's why. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. reactionary. It's week to week. It's, oh, the Cowboys are terrible. They can't win with Dak Prescott. To Dak playing great the other night. To, hey, if he plays like that, defense plays like like it, it just goes along with the territory, unfortunately. But I, I just think context, then, is sometimes something that we need to provide a little bit sometimes. Like, right, so if Dak is throwing a bunch of interceptions, right, if he has two, three interceptions in a game, or Mike is not, you know, getting a lot of pressures or hits or hurries, then tell me why. Tell me why, why, why isn't it? Was Micah getting double teamed? Were they sliding protections to him all the time? Was he playing with a bad ankle? You know, this takes me back to like my scouting days, man. I remember this so vividly one time. We were in a, we were in a free agent meeting once and we were evaluating a linebacker and our position, position coach in Washington at the time had crushed this dude, crushed him. And we were all sitting there going, wait a minute. Like we all like to a man have said like, this guy's like one of the top players at his position. And he was like, nope, I, I don't see it. We're going to have to talk about that. I don't see it. I think this guy sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I asked him, I said, what games did you watch? He And then he points to like four or five games. I'm going, do you know that he is coming off of a high ankle sprain, was playing through it, was advised not to play? And he was like, ah, oh, because you mean, so that's why he didn't have the explosiveness. That's the kind of thing I think sometimes, look, if a guy has a bad day, he has a bad day, and everybody's subject to criticism. I'm just saying, I think, Let's just take it the next step and go, well, why do you think this guy is thinking this week? What do you think happened? Are the receivers contributing to Dak's interceptions? Could it be protection? Could he be getting it? All those, those are the kind of things that I think we need to do just to make sure that we're not just swinging from one end to the other. That's all. I don't think we have a great team in football this year. It feels like you have probably a three-tiered system where you may have you know, five or six teams that could be up there, then you have a lot in the middle, and then you have the Panthers and some of those teams you know, and the Bears at the bottom there. Um, is that good for football, that you don't have a great team? Yeah, I, I actually I, I think it is because – Or do you think there is a great team? You know, no, I, I think there's some really, really good teams. But, we, you know, just to kind of go along with what we were just talking about right now, at this point in the year, um, none of them have really separated themselves. As we could see, right, San Francisco, just two weeks ago, we were saying that this team could just absolutely smack around any team in the NFL anytime that they wanted. They could just roll their helmet out there and they were going to win. Well, Cleveland's saying, hey, have you noticed the kind of points we've allowed through the first quarter of this season? Have you noticed we're on a historical pace? Yeah. No, you haven't noticed about it. You know why? Because everybody doesn't talk about, you know, our coaching staff the same way they talk about Kyle Shanahan and how the fact that every time he calls a play, it's like the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> that's why, That's why, you know, you haven't noticed us. So, yeah, I think it's good. This is what the league wants, right? They want games to come down to one-score games where anybody can win the game. They want parity, right? That's, what, that's how the league is set up. And I think this year we're getting it, and we're getting it with some high level performances by a couple different by a couple different teams that you know they're going to be there in the end. The usual suspects are going to be in there in the end, but here's the cool thing about this year. We have some new blood kind of coming into it. And we saw it coming last year, especially with a team like Detroit. We saw this coming and that is even better. We're talking to Lewis Reddick of the Mothership. He has a game uh, coming up on Saturday. 
Mississippi State at Arkansas at noon. You did the Colorado game, or should I say the Stanford game against Colorado. (laughs) At what point did you realize Dion and Colorado were in trouble against Stanford? You know, I'll tell you what. In the first half, in the first half, they hit the kid who who uh, wound up becoming a star that night, this wide receiver named Alec Ayumaner. He beat Travis Hunter early in the football game on a go route, and he literally dropped it. The ball went right between his hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, if they can catch some of those, they could make this a game because they have fantastic perimeter players. What's hurting Stanford right now is that they don't have very good big men, and they lost a lot of people through the transfer portal last year, and they'll they'll fix that. But I said, if they could just do that, I remember talking about this at halftime with Mark Jones and Quentin Kestick. I was like, they could make this interesting. In the second half, as soon as they came out and hit that long, I believe it was like a 90-yard pass play. I think it was Ian Manor. And then they come back and hit another one about 60 yards. I'm going, I'm looking at Dion's face in the monitor, and I could see him across the field, and I could just see people getting tight. And I was like, this team is in trouble right now. Well, They're in trouble. And you saw – you just saw the momentum going like this from one sideline to the other. And I was, and that's when I said on TV, I was like, I hope you didn't go to bed because you're missing a heck of a finish here, man. And it's, um, yeah, Dion's, um, to say the least, he's not happy right now. He's not happy. Yeah, because he he's never gone through something like this as yeah. a player. And now as a coach, you only have so much control. Yeah. And you know what? And I'm not saying he's not happy, you know, with what he's doing or anything. I'm saying he's not happy with the kind of competitive character his team is showing. And you saw that in the, in the comments he had to his team in the locker room after the game, where he said, "Some of you got some of you guys are in like with the game, but a lot of you guys aren't in love with the game." And he's going to root that out. I'm just telling you, he's going to root it out. Is he's D- going to get guys in there who who want to play the way he wants them to play? Is Dion running a business? Yeah. Yeah. Dion's one of the brilliant businessmen when it comes to sports business that we've ever seen. There's no question. But I don't, but see what, you know what I think what happens, Dan, though, is people think that's all he is, that he's just, everything's just about the dollar and just about the notoriety and the commercials. The guy is an old school at heart, absolutely one of one alpha competitor. I know I've seen it in person as a player when I was with him in Atlanta and talking to him now twice and maybe talking to him again here in the near future for another game. He wants to win bad and he's building it on old school principles, but using new school methodology, which is I'm going to exploit this transfer portable portal to the utmost because I can, it's the rule and it works. If, so Bill, we'll see. if Bill Belichick asked you to be his GM, Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. How challenging would it be, though? Bill has to relinquish that. You're in control of oh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. How would yeah. that? How would that work? You know what? That probably bring back some nightmares for me, quite honestly, man. Um, but I, I would accept the challenge. That's for sure. Look, he he's. Having been coached by him and Nick at the same time, look, it's been a long time since I was under that kind of pressure from guys who have the kind of standard that those two have. I'm a different person now. It would be it would be fun. I'd love to do it. Quite honestly, if that opportunity ever came up, of course, you'd love to do that kind of thing. It'd be. I think the question though would be for him though. Like, hey, look, man, we got to work on this kind of thing together. And it's not. 
you know, as long as he would have the right mindset about it and he could just focus on football, if it ever came to something like that, then of course he, he, I mean, he's the greatest coach of all time. I don't care what's happened recently with his football team as far as the, some of the maybe decisions he's made constructing his staff and the team. As far as tactics, scheme, strategy, there's nobody that's been on his level. Nobody. So I think anybody would be better served to go be around him and help him out than to the, the, the take the position that, no, that wouldn't be a good opportunity. That'd be a great opportunity. It'd be an opportunity of a lifetime. I just saw where the Eagles have added Julio Jones, and he's had an mm. interesting career. Um, it, it felt like all he did is produce – had one of the great catches in Super Bowl history that's forgotten. Um, But he had a six-year run that was more... Is he a Hall of Famer? Because I'm looking at his numbers compared to like Megatron, and Julio Mm -hmm. Jones was a better player for a longer time. Uh, Had more big years. Or maybe they're both, you know, Hall of Famers. We know Megatron's already in. Julio Jones, Hall of Famer. No. Yeah, you know what? It's funny, like, I haven't looked at Julio's numbers in a long time. I do know this, though. For a long, sustained period of time, he was the ultimate ultimate weapon, the ultimate producer, even when people knew that they were going to him, just like everybody else who was in the hall. That's what their role was at that point in time. I think it's because, you know, sometimes you, you wish guys like Julio would just have their moments, have their, ten, you know, decades-long run and then just get out and not try and hang on and sign these kind of deals to where you know they're kind of just going to be bit spot players and maybe they're not even going to be able to be available because they just can't they don't have the durability anymore but yeah julio jones isn't just only a potential hall of fame player the dude is just top level when you talk to him and i know nick saban in particular absolutely reveres the dude is one of the greats of all time down in alabama man yeah i'm looking at the numbers and it's because they weren't playing in big games. They played in one big game, and that was mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. um, he wasn't flashy. He didn't have a nickname like Megatron. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like Antonio Brown. And yeah. and I think we just sort of, you know, you look at these guys like uh, Anquan Bolt, you know, that, that these guys played, uh, and you weren't, like you had to find them, or you'd go, man, uh, Andre Johnson. Like uh, you got yeah. another 1,500-yard yeah. season. Yeah. Julio yep. Jones was just one of those guys, it felt like. And, uh, yeah, I was just curious if – I don't yeah. know what he has left, but he's a – Had Julio had, had the career he had with a different team, right, but the same kind of team success, Julio Jones on the Dallas Cowboys, it's a no-brainer. Julio okay. Jones on the Green Bay Packers, it's a no-brainer. All right, yeah. if I gave you Antonio Brown or Julio Jones for their Ooh. football, just football. Yeah, Oh, wow. You're guaranteed Antonio Brown will show up and play and there won't be any drama like he used to be. Right. And, and we're saying, okay, so we're saying like Julio's going to stay healthy. He's not going to have yeah. any hamstring issues, all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm, dang. Dang, that, that's, that's a, that's, I'm taking Julio because I'm taking the bigger, stronger, faster player, the guy who's just more. Okay, so he would concern you as a former defensive back in the NFL. You'd have more issues with Julio, Julio? or Antonio yeah. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, big speed wins, man. Man, I would big take Antonio speed. Brown. Yeah, I, I, I just say big speed, big explosiveness wins 
more times than not. We're saying that these guys could all like if they could play the same number of snaps yeah. over the same number of years. Yeah. I think Antonio, when he was at his peak, there were so many yeah, he he was he was so tough and so durable and so multi-dimensional in terms of all the different things he could do. I've always been a big Antonio Brown fan. But I love big speed. I love big, strong fat. I will always take the bigger guy and be more afraid of the bigger guy than the littler guy. And Julio is just standing next to both of them. And I've had a chance to talk to them both post-game in their uniform. (laughs) Julio's just a freak, man. He he really is. He really is. Lewis Riddick, uh, former uh, Eagles, Washington, uh, director of uh, pro personnel. Hopefully you get another chance. Hopefully you get another chance in the front office there. Uh, Mississippi State at Arkansas. That'll be on noon Eastern with uh, Mark Jones. Great to talk to you again. Safe travels. Thanks for joining us. Of course, course, man. Thanks a lot. That's Lewis Riddick of the Mothership. It's going to be tough for Bill Belichick. You just don't want somebody in there as a GM who doesn't have the autonomy to be able to say to Bill Belichick, Bill, we're not doing that. Uh, That's the way we've always done it. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not going to take another Rutgers defensive back, okay? We're going. <laughs> hey, we're hey gonna... they've worked out actually. Those have been <laughs> his best picks. <laughs> <They have. laughs> then his son, uh... his son went to Rutgers and played there. Maybe that that was the uh, pipeline that they had. Hey, nobody's going to go after Rutgers defensive backs. We are, yeah, Paul. Imagine if the Patriots go like the Theo Epstein route and hire like a thirty-one-year-old. Yale grad mm. analytics GM to take over mm. and Bill's the coach. I, imagine that dynamic of a guy. Good luck. Less than half his age. Good luck. Yeah. That almost seems like that'd be a movie. We have the legendary coach, and then you bring in the young whippersnapper, and he does it his way, the old-fashioned way, and then you got the analytics guy, and then you bring in a beautiful woman. Uh, who can we? Uh, Jennifer uh, Garner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring her in for another football movie. Didn't the didn't the, the uh, Lions didn't they take a page out of the script of draft day with Kevin Costner where they drafted a linebacker and they drafted a running back? Yes, way too high. Yes, that's that's movie. what the Lions did. Yeah, right? draft day they take a running back and a middle linebacker. If Dan Campbell has a wife who looks like Jennifer Garner, oh. then they really were trying to follow in the footsteps of that movie. I watched it the other day. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if Jennifer Garner, like there's certain people that you just watch and there's certain actors that you just trust. I was watching a movie. You know what? Let me take a break. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up the trustworthiness of actors that you'll go, all right, I don't know what this is about, but he or she is in it. Play of the day is up next. Special shout out and thanks to our friends at Panini America. They give us the stat of the day every day. They invite you to check out their NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One of a kind digital cards and brand new crafting features available in packs or Panini's public auctions on the site. You have the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Find all of those at PaniniAmerica.net and the Panini Direct app. Find the most popular NFL and NBA trading card brands and Panini Instant Cards, which celebrate that week's biggest collectible moments. Panini has also been turning up the heat, signing some of the biggest names to NIL deals. you got Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers. You also have Arch Manning as well. Keep an eye out for the college football. Panini NIL products coming soon. Whether you collect the physical or digital packs, Panini has you covered. Visit PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh my God! The play, the play, is play. of the day. Clear lips, I got it. Check this out. The two on. Swung on. Hit in the air. Right center field. That one is walloped. It is gone. Into the Phillies bullpen. Second home run of the night for Kyle Schwarber. And the Phillies are on top three to nothing. He now has 18 postseason home runs. Tied with Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve for the most postseason home runs before turning 31 years of age. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by... Play of the day brought to you by... Who is play of the day brought to you by? Does anybody know today? I threw Is a that w- a quiz or... Yes. Oh, you know what it is? I don't know if you like using your uh, debit card over credit card, Dan, but... Well, you get rewarded when you do, Seton. Well, I mean, don't you think it's time you get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. Is that a checking account? Uh, that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases? And no fees, period. No fees? Yeah. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. 
Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, you ask and you got it. In case you're wondering, the most postseason or most played appearances by a leadoff hitter without a stolen base. Kyle Schwarber had 502 plate appearances in the leadoff spot this season without a stolen base. He's the 11th player since 1906 to have at least 500 plate appearances as a leadoff hitter without a stolen base. Last time it happened, well, this year, Yandy Diaz of the Rays. He had almost 600 plate appearances as a leadoff hitter. Didn't have a stolen base. Pete Rose had 764 plate appearances in 1975, batting leadoff without a stolen base. Wow. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here Here comes comes that that what? Stat of the day. Don't you steal a base accidentally? I did that. I was on the back end of a, a, you know, a double steal. So guy going to third and I'm going to second. So ended up getting a stolen base. Never would have gotten one if it was just me. 48 players have hit 50 or more home runs in a season. All time. You want to take a guess how many players have hit at least 350 all time. If you said 390 players, you would be correct. That was my guess. Yes. Since 1961, 35 players have hit 50 or more home runs. 63 players have batted 350 or more. Since 2000, 19 players have hit 50 or more home runs in a season. 21 players have batted 350 or better. Yes, Paul. Is is 400 safer than 70? Is hitting 400 more unlikely than a guy hitting 70 home runs? Yes. It'd be harder to hit 400. How wild is that? Yeah. Well, certainly now. I mean, nobody cares about their batting average, but everybody cares about home runs. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I was uh, watching a movie, not last night, day before, and I stumbled upon it. You know, I always go through, and I, I end up seeing like 12 John Travolta movies that I've never heard of or seen, or Nicolas Cage. Feels like he's got like seven or eight movies that you've never heard of, or Morgan Freeman. And then I see this movie. It's called Made in Italy. It's got Liam Neeson in it. They're in Tuscany, and he and his son are renovating a home. They lost, he lost his wife, and he's going to renovate the home and sell it. And I go, all right. Now, normally I like Liam Neeson where he's you know, getting the bad guys here. I was going to say, is he renovating a home and then terrorists come no, in and mess up no, the tile? No. Gets payback? <laughs> no. Oh. Nothing like that. I'm going to flip this house. It was just a beautiful story of him and his son and his son with a girlfriend and, you know, just, I don't want to ruin the ending, but let's just say, you know, Tuscany was beautiful. So I, I, for some reason, I trust Liam Neeson. But I didn't know he still made movies like that. I didn't know he did either. I mean, I was waiting for like Snowplow 2 or something, and I love that one. Cold Pursuit. Yeah, is that what it is? The best Snowplow. I would have just called it Snowplow, not Cold Pursuit. But I did. I watched that movie. Would you recommend it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you mean the snowplow one? We all love. that. I love that one. But the the Liam Neeson and yeah, his son renovating you know, a house with your wife. Yeah, with your wife. Now I watched it by myself, so that's kind of sad. I'm going to redo the kitchen and upgrade the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. We need double more, sinks. We need more Belgian block. When he takes on corrupt local officials to get his <laughs> rebuild done. 
I'm getting that permit. I'm getting it now. I'm going to get that CO on the house right now. I will find that house and I will renovate it. <laughs> a crooked project manager. Yes, probably. I watched a movie the other night. It's called American Made. It's Tom Cruise. Came out about five years ago, maybe. It's the story of uh, Barry Seal. He's an American pilot. Is he a drug dealer? Kind of a drug runner. Or, or is he a mule? Yeah, he, he was running drugs after he got mm. bounced from TWA or something. Then he works for the CIA running guns. And that led to the Iran-Contra affair. Mm. And it's about this guy, Barry Seal, and Tom Cruise is in the movie. I hesit- I'm i not sure whether to recommend it or not. But that's one of those where, oh, Tom Cruise, I'll watch this. I, I must have not heard about it at the time. Is Tom Hanks the most trusted actor? Like, if you see the Tom Hanks in a movie, you go, all right, I'll give it a shot. It's probably high end. What about Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio? Is- for, for me, yeah. Leo over Tom Hanks. No, I like Tom Hanks, too, but I know my wife, if she sees Tom Hanks is in the movie, she's like, nah. Oh, She can't stand him. Oh. How about Matt Damon? I'm in. Okay. Yeah. How about Julia Roberts? Does she make movies anymore? I don't know. Oh, oh wow. Burn. Say to her face. How about Meryl Streep? Uh, hello. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Ob. <laughs> I'll throw one out there. I, I like Michael Keaton. I know he's not Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. But whenever he's in something, TV or movies, to me, he's a sure thing. Yes, Todd. When Paul Rudd or Jason Bateman are involved, those are some of these likable guys. I'm like, I just got to check that out because I just love those guys. I just started watching Ozark again. I, I, I saw it and it's like, you know what? Let me go back to that first episode. Like you want to set up a series. They set it up with that first episode at that one was uh, really, really intense. You're like, whoa. And you look back on it. I mean, he is so good. He is wonderful in that role. Yeah, Paul. Going back to American Made. Remember the movie Blow with Johnny Depp? Yeah. It's like a little less good version of that and a little more comedy. And was Penelope Cruz yes. in the Yeah. Get yeah. yourself connected. <laughs> Hour two on the way, former defensive lineman Justin Tuck will stop by. We'll get to your phone calls as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.